0: Hello to all you strong and amazing women out there. It is Coach Rob here with the Women Who Lift Weights podcast. And on today's podcast, I want to talk about the truth about kettlebells. I figured it would be a good time to do a podcast on kettlebells. I used them in my own workout tonight. And I was like, you know what? I need to kind of talk about uh, the, the kettlebell and, you know, the good and the bad and everything kind of about it. But before we kind of like get into... Um, the truth about kettlebells I want to first tell you a little story about how I got involved in kettlebell training and uh, just what kind of like got me on the path that I am in right now and how kettlebells have kind of like played a role with that so long story short my background and my history is very much in uh, powerlifting and bodybuilding all right those were like my backbones so I did um Many bodybuilding competitions before, and then got into the powerlifting competition aspect of things. And then a couple of years ago, I did both within the same uh, couple of months. So, long story short, the barbell and the dumbbell, and you know, a few machines here and there, they were the backbone of my training, not kettlebells. Not going to lie to you, and hence the whole like uh, storyline or like concept of the truth about kettlebells, because I used to honestly think a kettlebell was nothing more than a joke. I used to think it was something that would like look cool in pictures and look cool for taking photos. But like when it comes to actually training and when it comes to actually, you know, getting results and building muscle and building strength and losing fat and improving performance, I honestly thought the kettlebell was nothing more than a joke. I thought it was a parlor trick. And in in the fitness world, there are many parlor tricks. There are many, um, many new things that are like cool today and gone tomorrow And, you know, nothing lasts the test of time like a barbell and a dumbbell and a kettlebell. So let me tell you a little story. Um, Many years ago, I had a friend of mine and a mentor of mine, uh, Coach Dan John. And Dan was involved at the time uh, with an an organization called Strong First. And I'll talk about Strong First a bit more later on. But anyway, Dan John was a friend of mine. Um, I went and done a workshop with Dan in B.C., completely changed my life i was like wow man you know i had read a lot of dan's stuff and i had his books and you know i just dan's dan's coaching and everything as and information has played a huge role in my life so anyway dan is uh coaching at this sfg strong first certification in utah and he says hey you want to come down to utah and and be my guest at this cert because in in um in in BC, he was teaching kettlebells, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was pretty much useless at them. I had never really trained with them. We had them, but having a tool and knowing how to use it is is a different story. So anyway, long story short, Dan John invites me uh, down to do the Strong First three-day certification in the summer in Utah. This goes back, I think, in like 2014, maybe somewhere around there, 2015. Anyway, um, didn't know anything about kettlebells. And showed up at this certification, Uh, me and a few members of my team. Dan actually was very accommodating and actually took down, I believe, five of us to go and do this certification. And this certification, let me be clear, is a big fucking deal, okay? There are people that trained for six months to a year for this certification to pass it. It is insanely intense, crazy serious, like not for the weak of heart, not for the weak of mind, and not for the weak of body, all right? so anyway we just kind of like showed up <laughs> we were invited to come down and do this certification and we had nothing like none of us had any real kind of idea what we were doing about kettlebells uh and we were literally thrown to the wolves okay thrown to the wolves the strong first organization is, is a, uh, an epic organization in terms of uh knowledge and uh information it's It's literally probably one of the best you can get, but I did not know that at the time and I thought kettlebells were a joke and boy, did it ever surprise me. So anyway, we went down, did this three-day intense certification where there's a lot of teaching, a lot of drilling, a lot of repetition, but a a big skill set behind all of this training. So they basically taught us the principles of strength training um, using a kettlebell. And I had never seen a kettlebell used in this manner before. I'd never seen a kettlebell used, period. So after that three-day cert, and I could do another podcast literally on that certification alone, it was that much of a mind, not even mind, a life-changing um, experience. It was just it was just incredible on so many levels. I might even do a podcast on it because it's honestly worth talking about. But anyway, before I went and did this certification and learned with uh, Coach Dan John and Coach Pavel, who was another incredible teacher instructor um those two guys like opened up my eyes to kettlebells of like oh wait now this is a pretty cool tool that has a lot of benefits so that was like the kind of like the game changer for me when it came to like kettlebell training so after doing the what's called the sfg and i'll explain that in a few minutes after doing the sfg certification in utah um, I kind of felt enlightened about the truth about kettlebells and how to use a kettlebell for better performance and better training and to be a better coach and to be a better athlete. So I just wanted to share that little story. And again, that's like a, a five-minute version of something I can talk about for two hours. But my mind was open and my my heart and my, my soul was open to kettlebells. And ever since then, the kettlebell has been an uh, inter- in- integral part of my training and my coaching. And I absolutely love it as a, as a training tool. But now let's talk about the origin of the kettlebell. So a lot of people don't know anything about the kettlebell or where it came from or where it started. But the original, there's a few different kinds of stories about this, but the origin of the kettlebell, if you didn't know, actually comes from the Russian circus. So they would actually use kettlebells to hold down their tents and there would be this traveling circus and they would have these great big kettlebells that they would use as part of their tents, and anyway, along the way, some of these um, Russian circus performers, and if you don't know anything about the circus, the strongman events and the strong person events was a very big thing in the circus. So then they started doing these like crazy feats of strength using these Russian kettlebells, and this basically the first the first term of uh, kettlebell in Russian basically translated to English English is gyra g-i-r-y-a and this was basically first published in 1704 which basically means kettlebell in english which is very cool so when doing the strong first uh, sfg certification when i first showed up there and and got the manual and it was a strong first jira i was like what is this i have no idea what this even means now, in hindsight, I kind of know, but basically it's the Russian word for kettlebell. So if you're ever wondering where the kettlebell came from, it actually kind of like originated and was popularized in Russia. And then it was brought to North America and brought to the United States through Pavel, uh, Pavel Tatsulin. If I'm saying his name wrong, I apologize. But if you just Google like Pavel kettlebell or strong first Pavel, or if you go to StrongFirst.com, you will find uh, you will find Pavel. And let me tell you, this guy is one of the best coaches and one of the smartest people in the world of strength training and in the world of performance. Like, literally has changed my life and had such a huge impact on my life in many ways. But that's where the origin of the kettlebell started. Came from Russia, popularized by Pavel, who is Russian, um, and then kind of like now hit the mainstream and now kind of like kettlebells are kind of everywhere. But here's the thing with the kettlebell is it's not so much that kettlebells are everywhere. It's having the tools and the knowledge of knowing how to use that kettlebell. Okay. And it's a skill, just like knowing how to use a barbell. Um, it's a skill and the strong first hard style teaching of kettlebells really opened my eyes to a lot of things. So we'll get a bit more into that in a few minutes, but now I want to kind of talk about What is the one thing that makes a kettlebell so much more unique than a barbell, than a dumbbell, than a machine, than um, a cable machine, than really anything? Like, what is the one thing that makes the kettlebell such a unique tool? And what's, like, the one thing that a kettlebell brings to the table that no other training tool brings? And I ask this often when I do classes and when I do, uh, you know, things at the gym and I'm trying to teach people and I'm like, what's the one big thing that makes a kettlebell so different from everything else? And most people never get it. But here, here it is in a nutshell is the kettlebell has the ability to be what's kind of known, I guess, as a, as an overspeed tool, which means the kettlebell is able to move faster than gravity. All right. So let me explain. Let's say I'm doing a barbell squat. If I was to just drop as fast as I can with that weight and come back up, I'm still going at essentially the speed of gravity, right? And I don't know anything about uh, science and gravity, but I think it's like 9.8 meters a second or whatever it is. But anyway, uh, don't quote me on that. But just the whole point is, gravity is going to be the deciding factor in that, right? But with a kettlebell, especially with the kettlebell swing, which I will talk to about in a little bit, is you have the ability basically to pull the bell, pull the kettlebell down faster than the speed of gravity. And I'll talk about the swing in a minute. But when the swing reaches its apex, when it reaches its highest position, you don't just let gravity do its job. You actually use um, all the muscles of your body to basically pull the kettlebell down uh, in between your thighs and, and get your hips ready and loaded to fire. Kaiser, leave it. Sorry, my Kaiser bear is there. He's always hanging out with me. Um, But a kettlebell essentially allows you to move faster than the speed of gravity. So that makes it a unique tool compared to like anything else. Like um, a dumbbell can kind of be used a little bit maybe in the same fashion, but it's just not nearly as effective as a kettlebell. So knowing how to use the kettlebell as an overspeed tool is what makes it really stand out from every other training tool that there is. Another thing about the kettlebell is it has numerous benefits, like numerous. I'm a barbell guy. I love a barbell. I will hopefully have a barbell in my hands and on my back until the day I die. I love the barbell. However, if I was to choose one tool to, I hate to say the word get or the the phrase get in shape, but if I was to use one tool and I only had ability to use one tool, that tool would be the kettlebell over the barbell and that's saying something. The kettlebell has the unique ability to be used in many different ways based on your goal and the kettlebell is also much more forgiving than the barbell. The barbell can be much harder on the body and harder on the joints than the kettlebell because the kettlebell can move around your body much easier than the barbell and there's a whole bunch of other reasons besides that as well. But the kettlebell, in all honesty, is probably one of the best tools. And especially now in this uh, current state of uh, lockdowns and people having to train at home and not being able to go to gyms and not being able to get access to all of the things that we would usually have access to, the kettlebell, when used properly, is an incredible tool with numerous benefits. I'm just going to talk about a couple of them here now. You can use uh, a kettlebell for a full body workout, more so than almost anything else. Dumbbells are great, but a kettlebell, you can just, you can use it so many more ways. There's so many more things you can do with it. So you literally can get like a full body workout with a kettlebell and it takes up very minimal space. Like I don't have a very big training area here in my house, but you know, two or three kettlebells, I can do a lot. So it's literally for a full body workout, it's probably the best tool that you can get. Um, as well, one of the other benefits of kettlebells is that it has unlimited options. Like once you get down five or ten exercises, and then you have a bit of an understanding of how to put those pieces together, um, it, it gives you just literally a never-ending list, like a never-ending playlist of of workouts, of challenges, of just things that you can do to keep the kettlebell fun and exciting and not get bored. As well. The kettlebell is an incredible tool for creating full body strength. So often, and I see this a lot coaching women, is women often do, um, you know, it's influence from bodybuilding, which is like, let's say, chest and shoulders or back and biceps, right? And you're training the muscle groups instead of training the body as one full system. And this is where a lot of people and women make mistakes is they don't train the body as a system. The kettlebell is not used for isolation-based exercises. You know, like you're not really going to do a curl with a kettlebell. It's kind of a stupid thing to do. However, a swing or a snatch is going to be full body strength, full body power, full body conditioning, all wrapped up in one or two or three exercises. So the the kettlebell's uniqueness is is very different over anything else, all right? But like I've said before, and I'll say it again, It's knowing how to use that kettlebell and having the skills to do these exercises properly is what's going to make a difference. Anybody can walk into um, a Walmart or Amazon and order a kettlebell and it shows up at your door. But now you have to invest in learning how to use that. And that's going to be a skill set, okay? And I'm going to talk about that more in a few minutes. Um, Another very unique factor with the kettlebells is that I think it's probably the best tool for for fat loss and body transformation like i really do um if i could have like one tool and give somebody a six or eight or 12 week program and a nutrition program to get them in shape it would probably be a kettlebell over everything so you know even just for overall general fitness and health training i think the kettlebell is probably the best tool and then also on top of that for fat loss and body transformation i think the kettlebell is probably the best tool It's just got so many options. Like I just I made a couple of notes here basically. Like you can literally for fat loss, if you know how to do a kettlebell swing, okay, if you know how to do a swing, you can get an insanely effective, efficient fat loss workout just using the swing alone three to five days a week without anything else. If you just know how to do a kettlebell swing, and let's say you do ten swings rest 15, 20 seconds. When you're able to get your heart rate under control, do another set of 10 swings, rest, do another set of 10 swings. And basically over time, you're building up your training volume and reducing your rest time so that the swing then can still be like the center point of your training for fat loss. So if I was stuck at home, which I kind of am now, and I had nothing else and I needed to get in shape, the kettlebell and the kettlebell swing would be my number one exercise for fat loss. Now, once you get the swing down, then we can move into so many more things. For example, with the kettlebell, you have unlimited options for circuits. So basically a circuit or complex is where you just take anywhere from two to five exercises and put them together in one consistent flow. So maybe a circuit would look like this. I would do 10 single arm swings, After 10 single-arm swings, I will do 10 single-arm cleans. After 10 cleans, I'm going to go to 10 military presses. And then after 10 military presses, I might go to 10 snatches. Or I might start with snatches and then work my way down to military press. Again, there's so many options that you can do. But a circuit or a complex is a great way to do that. As well, another very simple but effective thing you could do is what's known as pyramids or countdown workouts. So with a pyramid... just starting at a number uh, of reps and you're working your way down so let's say i'm doing um, a kettlebell swing and let's say on top of that i'm going to add in um, a bodyweight exercise like uh, let's say a push-up or a squat so i'm going to do 10 swings 10 bodyweight squats 10 push-ups take a little rest nine swings nine squats nine push-ups And I'm going to count down. I'm going to pyramid my way down to one. So you can think of the unlimited options you have in terms of kettlebell exercises and bodyweight exercises and starting with a number. Let's say you start at 15. Let's say you start at 10 and working your way down. Let's say your goal then is to try to do this pyramid, a certain workout pyramid that I have many of them that I'll be releasing soon. And let's say your best time on that pyramid is seven minutes. Well then, the next time you do it, your goal is to try to be six minutes and 55 seconds. As long as the technique still remains very sharp, because you never want to push, uh, you never want to push conditioning to the point where your technical, your technique starts to falter. You never want to do that. But pyramids are an unlimited option of so many things you can do. Great for fat loss. Great for conditioning. Great for a fun, simple way to get a kick-ass workout in. Uh, with very minimal equipment, it's it's incredible. So now, let's go back and talk a minute about the swing. I've touched on the swing here a few times. The swing is kind of like the backbone of kettlebell training. And if you're not familiar with the swing, let's go back a little bit first to explain exactly what a swing is. A swing is a, uh, a loaded overspeed hip hinge. So... Let's talk about the hip hinge for a second, and I'm not going to spend too much time on the hip hinge, but a hip hinge is basically when you push your bum back and you load up your hamstrings, you load up your glutes, you load up your hips, which is the power source of your body. Most people think of the swing as being a squat, where the hips drop low and the knees bend a lot. That's a squat swing. This is different. The basis of SFG and the hard style type swing is a loaded hip hinge, it's not a squat. The hip hinge carries over into everything. Okay? So a strong hip hinge is going to carry over into weightlifting. It's going to carry over into sprinting. It's going to carry over into athletic performance. It's going to carry over into building muscle in, in your glutes and in your hips. The hip hinge is pretty much like the cornerstone of proper movement. The swing, or sorry, the hinge and the squat. So learning the proper hip hinge is critical uh, for strength and movement, but now you're going to do it with a kettlebell so you have extra weight that's able to move faster than gravity. And trust me, the swing is game changer when you know how to do it. However, if you swing incorrectly or you swing poorly, the swing can fuck you up really quickly. I learned this many years ago when my back was really bad before I got help from Dr. Stu McGill and numerous others and repaired my back. My back was bad from about the year 2000 till about 2013. I was completely out of being able to compete. I was able to not train heavy. My back was just terrible. And I remember one day going in doing a single arm swing. I didn't know how to do a swing, okay? Again, I just picked this up and started doing it because I'd seen it. And I remember like a little 10 pound or 13 pound kettlebell Crippling me because I twisted my back. I twisted my my lower spine under speed and under load Which is not what you want to do when you've got a bad back or even to try to prevent your back from becoming bad So the swing needs to be done properly. It needs to be done perfectly And if you don't learn how to do it properly, it can really mess you up So it's really important that you learn the fundamentals and the technique technical side of the swing before you just start swinging Okay And now, there's literally unlimited exercises that you can do with the kettlebell, but I want to share with you my top five, okay? So exercise number one is the swing, and we just talked about the swing a little bit, so we don't need to go into more detail on that. Kaiser Bear, stop scratching. I apologize if you're hearing my voice scratch. Exercise number two, the goblet squat. Um, So again, I'm a barbell guy. I love the feeling of a barbell on my back. It's the best feeling in the world. But... For the average person, the average uh, client that I'm working with, the person who comes in that has uh, not the best mobility, sits too much, spends too much time in a chair, spends too much time in a car, doesn't have a very strong core, doesn't have very good posture, the goblet squat is by far the best go-to squat version, period. I use the goblet squat with um, brand-new athletes, brand-new lifters, all the way up to my advanced lifters my advanced power lifters and as well in my own training I'm always alternating between barbell squats and the goblet squat and a couple of reasons why the barbell squat the weight is always on the outside it's always crushing you down and always pushing you in all right the goblet squat is going to be in front of you towards your center of mass and is going to be a little bit more friendly to your body so it's a good way to balance out between the weights being on the outside and the weights being on the inside if that makes sense and the kettlebell again like i said is more forgiving in terms of it's a good restorative and regenerative regenerative, let me try to say that again regenerative you know what i'm trying to say it it basically helps you recover (laughs) so the good thing about a kettlebell is while a barbell can bang you up a little bit more the kettlebell will help you repair and recover And the goblet squat is actually a great exercise to help recovery uh, posture and so much more. After that, top exercise number three is the military press. The great thing about the kettlebell versus the barbell is the ability to rotate the bell in your hand um, and to change your position, which is much more forgiving on the shoulder and on the wrist and on injuries and everything else. So for example, tonight in my training, I did barbell overhead pressing and one of my uh, my right shoulder and my right elbow doesn't really like me much anymore but the barbell doesn't give you the ability to change your wrist um, or shoulder position it's in a fixed plane however a kettlebell you're able to rotate in your hand and as you come down to your chest your palm can basically your palms can face each other which is going to be much more forgiving on the shoulders as well the military press is a great full body exercise not just an upper body exercise and is fantastic for helping and repairing rotator cuff uh, strength and injuries. Exercise number four, this is a very simple exercise that does not get enough credit, enough people don't do it. It looks really simple and it it is really simple, but it is incredibly effective. And that is the Kettlebell Suitcase Carry. So with the Kettlebell Suitcase Carry, you're gonna hold a Kettlebell in one hand, you're going to brace your core, You're going to lock your ribs down, and you're going to breathe through a straw, okay? This is also known as SIP, S-I-P, sip breathing. So what you're going to do is take your core um, and lock it in place. And the kettlebell wants to pull you and twist you to one side, but you're not going to let it. So you're creating strength and stability and core stiffness um, all in one, along with a whole bunch of other good stuff. The kettlebell suitcase carry is a backbone exercise in all of my training and with all of the clients that I work with. At least once a week, we are probably doing a suitcase carry in training. And you can also do them for time. You can also do them um, for distance. You know, there's many options you can do with the kettlebell suitcase carry, but it is a very basic but very effective exercise. The last exercise in my top five is the get-up, also known as the Turkish get-up. So, not going to lie, the get-up to me was one of those exercises, again, that I thought was a parlor trick and I thought was stupid. Until I was taught it, and until I was um, explained and broken down, and now I'm like, oh, this is a game changer. The, the, one of the best things about the get-up is that it's really good at being able to predict or to pick up Um, weakness. So the get-up basically, and the get-up is when you're lying on the floor with a kettlebell with your arms straight, and then through a certain step of proper movements, you're going from the floor to standing up, and then from standing up back to the floor. Anyway, the the get-up is really good at, if you have trouble with a certain part of the get-up, it's usually a good indicator, a good predictor of something that is weak or something that needs to be worked on. And it's a very complicated exercise. To see it done done well, it's a thing of beauty and and simplicity. But when you realize actually how hard it is, how difficult it is, it's very eye-opening once you try to do it. Another big benefit of the get-up, and I talked about this a second ago, and that is the ability to go from the floor to standing up to back down to the floor. As we age, this is a huge thing for a lot of people is the inability to go from standing to the floor and then to get back to standing. So the get up, along with being a good exercise for picking up uh, weakness and imbalances, and it's also a great exercise for anybody who's a little bit older to get them to the floor, back to standing, and to the floor again. And don't underestimate the importance of that for most people. Um, we are meant to spend time on the floor. I'm actually sitting on the floor right now uh, with my boy Kaiser uh, doing this podcast. I'm literally just sitting up against the wall. I have no chair. I have no padding. I have no anything. I'm just sitting on the floor because we are meant to spend time on the floor and our bodies are meant to do it. And when you initially start spending time on the floor, it's very uncomfortable. But if you're one of these people with a bad back or a bad hip or you know your movement's not so great... The more time you can spend on the floor, the better. And this is from Dan John, because I always like to give credit where it is due. Dan John uh, had a great kind of like quote of saying, you know, you can watch as much TV as you want, but you have to do it sitting on the floor, not on the couch. Um, Sitting sitting is slow death. You know, we're meant to stand. We're meant to move. We're meant to walk. We're meant to jump. We're meant to be on the floor. We're not meant to be sitting in couches and chairs all the time. So that's a quick summary of, my top five kettlebell exercises and in closing um i just wanted to say that if you are looking for uh, some of the best information on kettlebells and, and hardstyle kettlebells is to check out strongfirst.com um, i am the strong first certified instructor for kettlebell and barbell i get nothing by saying this but i just want to share with you that their information is some of the best in the world and i am very grateful to share what i have learned from strong first and from pavel and from Dan Johnman. He was a part of the Strong Forest organization. I'm very grateful to learn and share that information with you. And that is the truth about kettlebell training. I hope you found this informative, helpful, and educational. And if you did, I would love to hear from you. That's all for now. Stay strong and thanks for listening.